folks, and welcome to uh, Now and Then with Glenn. My name is Glenn Williams. We have a special uh, segment of this program that we've been doing, and it's been going over blockbusters. We're very, very proud of it, called Counselor's Corner. And what it is, it's an opportunity for people who know our communities better than anybody, our city councilors, to come on in and have, have a slight chat with us and, and spend a couple of minutes with you. And uh, I'm very, very proud to, to be able to say that uh, we have one of the great counselors at large in the studio with me today. I'm very proud to have you here with us. Uh, Julia Mejia, hello, how are you? I am excited to be here. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. I feel like I'm home. Oh, good, I'm glad. I'm glad you feel that way because we want it to be comfortable here, you know? It is. One of the things that, one of the things that happened during a, a roundtable discussion with our news department was what, what should we be talking about? What are some of the things we need to, to put in, in the people's, well, for, for the people to enjoy or to understand and to report to? And we recognize that 4, 5, and 7 are the main news outlets yeah. for the city. For the first 25 minutes of their broadcast, it's all doom and gloom, yeah. death. Some poor kid got killed, someone robbed this, some fire here, some terrible thing is happening in the city. Yeah. And then the last five minutes is this kind of fluffy yep. piece. And we decided, you know, maybe we should be talking about the great things about being a Bostonian. What are some of the really outstanding things that, that go into being a Bostonian and some of the proudest things that people have to offer? Yeah. I have friends who are afraid to leave the house because yeah. they watch the news, you know? You've been with us now. For, did I hear you say today that it was your fourth budget? Yeah, I've been in office since 2020. So this is my third year in office and entering my fourth budget. Well, congratulations. You know, Thank I you. think that you've made an incredible impact on, on the city and on the council. Uh, I was mentioning to you on the way up how BNN covers what you cats do in the chamber yeah. and stuff. So I was, I, was, I was honored to kind of be able to sit in and listen to a lot of the ways yeah. and means things that are going on. What part of the city you're, you're at large, which is yeah. the whole city? So I um, represent all 700,000 constituents in Great. the city of Boston. So no matter where in the city of Boston you live, chances are that I work for you. <laughs> you're my boss, right? That's what I like to say to everybody. Um, so I, I'm really ex excited and grateful to have the opportunity to serve. Yeah. Um, and you're absolutely right. Um, I think that we're in a culture and a climate now that what we see provides us more anxiety and more trauma, especially as uh, post-COVID. And so I really do appreciate you all shifting the narrative yeah. and really thinking about what is it that we need to highlight because your emotional um, energy is is really going to um, be shifted by what you're exposed to. Absolutely. So I think... Um, demonstrating the goodness um, is important. And what I always say is that this is not hard work. This is heart's work. Uh, so I, the work I like that I that. do on the council is really about being led by heart and also shifting culture. Yeah. Um, so I, I really do appreciate the opportunity to uplift the things that we're doing and the greatness of this beautiful city of ours. What, what, what part of the what neighborhood are you from? So I grew up in Dorchester. Uh -huh. So I'm a Dorchester rat, if you will. Um, and I actually bounced from place to place growing up. So I got to go to a lot of high schools and nice. different types of spaces. Um, 
But yeah, I bought a house uh, literally down the street from where I graduated from, and That's I got my great. mom out of Section Eight, and That's we all great. lived together. So That's I'm fabulous. Ha- yes. Yeah, our house is full of generational people too. That's right. My, my wife and I have a daughter and her family in there, yeah. and so I got grandkids running it's around. Perfect, it's perfect, right? It's beautiful. I love it. And that's how it should be. Yeah. So what's go- what goes on in your neighborhood? That you know people should be aware of and yeah. should be proud of and can yeah. get out. Yeah. You know. Um, so let me just talk a little bit about some of the dynamics, sure, right? Sure, absolutely. Um, I'll give you some really, ex- some really specific examples of community and people coming together across their differences. So back in, um, at the height of COVID, there were a lot of fireworks happening and there was a lot of tension in the city about how we were going to go about dealing with it. Some folks wanted to lock people up. Some people wanted to find other ways. So we held, uh, we hosted a town hall, virtual, and over 450 people showed up. Really? They all had different opinions of what needed to happen. But collectively, despite their anger, they were able to come together and build upon a vision in terms of what we should be doing. Right. And that, to me, was like the aha moment. That if you create space for people of diverse experiences and or beliefs, and you create a space for them to be able to convene, then we can um, deal with some of the animosity that may exist in a way that leans into the discomfort. That's, what were some of the positive outcomes from that get yeah, together? We were able to establish a, a task force um, in the city of Boston to deal with the um, fireworks. We were able to address the social, emotional, and mental health impacts of fireworks on veterans and other yeah. folks who have experienced trauma. But it came from the people. And even the people who were vehemently opposed to one thing came to the middle. Nice. So that was a beautiful thing to see. And then we took that same template and did that with the, the dirt bikes and all the parties that happened around American Legion Highway. We brought those people together. Yeah. And we were able to have dialogue. And they were able to come to some consensus, right? So those are the little things that never made it onto the news. Uh, yeah, I think my fireworks thing did. The fireworks may have, but the, but the solution that you, you came up with, the, the, the route to right. take, didn't. I didn't know no, that that was Yeah, there. so those are the sort of things that um, are encouraging, that you can create space for diverse experiences and beliefs and be able to build, build a, despite your differences. And I think that that's the type of work that I need to see more of here in the city of Boston, across the city. But that's a positive outcome yeah. of, of that effort and, and really bringing people together. I also think that when you bring people together from, di- from diverse backgrounds and from, from different beliefs and stuff, one of, the, one of the major outcomes for myself that I've seen in the past is we find out how much well, we, like, we have in common. Yes. You know, that it's you not start so off with, We start off with that. And I think that for me, and I've only been in office for three years, um, I've learned a lot about the city, and I grew up here. Yeah. There are spaces and places that I've never even been to, yeah. and I grew up here. Just last year, um, I had the opportunity to go to Christopher Columbus Park. I grew up here. <laughs> I've never been there. I've never no, been there. I know, I hear right? you. So the more opportunities that we create to bring people from Beacon Hill to Mission Hill, yeah. from Mission Hill to Beacon Hill, like this is our whole city, and yeah. there's so many opportunities for us to build collectively, and that's the type of work, aside from the politics and the policy work, but I think the people work is, is what brings me the greatest joy, is our ability to bring people together across their differences. Well, I think the outcomes from those meetings and from getting those people to kind of get together virtually or, or you know, however they get it, however you do it, however the conversation yep. is, is brought up, 
it, en it, it ends up in a positive thing. I think yeah. that that's the idea behind it, is to move it into a positive direction to make sure that people understand each that's other. Right. That's right. And the language is, 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 is similar to yeah. where, where our, our goals and outcomes are. And, and you know, um, we have, um, we'll be entering our fourth year doing this. We do these art healing initiatives. Well, talk about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so our office, in partnership with the various nonprofit organizations, every summer, we do, um, this started off at COVID because everybody was isolated. So we did art healing therapy sessions outdoors, and residents would come in and paint, and there was with, with an artist that also understands their therapy. Um, and everybody would walk away with a piece that they designed and, nice. you know, a little bit of feeling good about themselves and a little bit of food. So every year we bring people together for an arts night of healing. And we started off just in Dorchester. And then last year was the first time that we went across the city. So we were in East Boston, Charlestown, nice. Roxbury, Jamaica Plain. And now we want to expand. And that is also we bring people together across the neighborhood together for a night of paint. Yeah. and healing That's great. and something as simple as that you know you i'm not going to change the world and i'm not going to reduce violence but bringing people together and creating opportunities for communities to be with one another is part of a violence prevention strategy sure you know, you know one of the things well you've been here all your life as as, as i have well, except for the first five was it five years in the dominican yeah yeah so there was it, i grew up in rosendale yeah and uh, in in the day it was it was. I was in a huge minority. There wasn't a lot of other yeah. other people of color around. Now it's this melting pot. Yep. Is it spreading across the city? Years ago, you used to be able to identify parts of the city by by a culture or yep. or, or, or an ethnicity or yep. something of that nature. But now it seems to be this melting pot. Yeah, and you know, in Boston, having grown up here, you're absolutely right. It was also very segregated, and oh boy, so no now question. we can now we can walk into certain spaces and see a little bit of ourselves reflected in different spaces. So you're absolutely right. I do see the wonder of diversity. Yeah. and the beauty of it, right? And how we're all better because of it. I think so. And I think that that's what it always encourages me. You know, I, I remain incredibly hopeful um, for what we can be. Boston should be on the forefront of dealing with th the issues of the tension that exists, right? Mm -hmm. And because we've done it. We've done it in so many different ways. Um, you know, with after the marathon bombing, right, we came together as a community. You know, there's so many different things. Even during COVID, we came together. Yeah. So I, I want us to keep that energy, and I want us to keep um, uplifting the good that exists in the city. Because, because of some of the, of, the, of the tough times that we've gone through, do you think Boston is, is a better place than it was 30 years ago? Well, you know, having grown up here, I think we are getting there. Okay. Um, when I first came to this country, I was told to go back to where I came from. Mm. And even still walking into certain spaces, I still feel a little bit of that energy. But I think that my ability to deal with that, um, I have evolved as a human being, right? I have grown and I know what it, how much of it is me, how much of it is them. And then I know how to use my award-winning personality yes. to deal with it in a different way, right? right. So I think that we, we have more emotional intelligence and I do feel like we're getting there. I believe, I, I agree with you, Councillor, 100%. I mean, you know, when I'm, when I'm walking through Rosendale or I'm down at the farmer's market saying hello to you. Yeah, or, I know, or, I see or, you everywhere. Yeah. You know, that whole thing about not feeling alone anymore mm -hmm. is, is, is starting to feel 
pretty good, I think, yeah. because of some of the adverse things we've gone through. Yeah. And we're a resilient people. Mm -hmm. I always say on the council, it's like going back to your uh, the initial uh, idea of this uh, segment, you know, we need to start leading with our assets, mm -hmm. not with our deficits. So right. even when, when we talk about communities, I never say what's like we're vulnerable. No, we're not vulnerable. We're resilient. Yes. Right. We need to lead with what is positive. Mm -hmm because I believe that's what's going to change the outcome. Right, right. Yeah. Is there a Main Street program in your neighborhood? Uh, in my neighborhood, we have Four Corners. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And I know that there are Main Streets all across the city. There's Bolden and Geneva. Yeah. So I, those are all the neighborhoods that I, you know, right. Four Corners, Bolden and Geneva. Do you guys ever use them as far as the, uh, your art thing, maybe? Yeah, so, so we partner with nonprofit organizations that are in the, in the immediate neighborhood yeah. to help support and bring out communities. We want to focus on people who, who need a little bit of love and art in their lives, right? So more of our um, collaboration is with the, um, the nonprofits right. and or housing developments that are nearby. Yeah, That's good. so That's good. yeah, and then the other piece of, of the work, um, because we can't do it by ourselves, right, is really how do we build capacity? Right. How do we create opportunities to um, learn from others, expand their capacity so that they can continue to do more of this so that, you know, uh, our, our arts healing project has taken on a life of its own. Now more people are doing it. They're doing it without our office. They're just doing it because they want to. That's great. So that's contagious, right? It, it, it sure it's, is. It's, it's a positive thing that just kind of has manifested. Well, my Jane and I have been artists forever, you know, yeah. and, and it, it, it is. I was an art teacher in, school, yeah. in the schools for wow. many, many years and stuff. It was, yeah. was one of my, 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 my treasured times working yeah. with the kids, I'm telling you. Let's let's get in the in the out of the way back machine into the way front machine yeah. and and talk a little bit. What do we what are we seeing about ten years here in in the city? Do we see any kind of growth as far as housing or or, or is there any growth as far as some neighborhoods? Uh, and I, I know we don't want to, I, I don't want to get into the redistricting thing. Uh, I know that there was a blow, something happened last night and stuff like that. And I I've been following it pretty closely and and uh, I don't want to get into that. But I do want to get into how we're getting our neighborhoods to be a little more Bostonian mm -hmm. alike, yeah. you know? What do you see us in 10, 15 years? So, you know, I always say that people say that young people are our future. Mm -hmm. And I say that absolutely not. They are, they are our present. Okay. So if we start really right now investing in young people, making sure that they're graduating high school, that mm -hmm. they're college or career ready. I see a Boston where everyone can thrive. And all means all. And if you know, if you're following me, you know that's my hashtag. Yeah. Every single one of us. But it's going to take a lot of time, effort, and resources to be able to build the, the city that we envision. Mm -hmm. So that in 10 years from now, black and brown people are still able to live here. Mm -hmm. Right? That we're not being gentrified out. No. That we're not being priced out. And that, that our kids can have, raise their families here, yeah. right? So I think that there's hope, but there's going to be political will to get us there. And I think we have the most diverse city council. We have a progressive mayor. We have the most diverse, you know, cabinet um, there is no reason why we can't get it together. No, I think we have to well interrupt the cycle of poverty. Yes. And, not j and, and for me, when I think about issues of poverty, because having grown up in it, you know, it is an issue that we don't talk about. And class 
is important. Yeah. Um, there are people who, who get it all twisted. And I think that there are those who have and those who have not. And we need to reconcile with that. Council, that's perfect. Thank you so much for spending a couple of minutes with me today. And, and of course, our BNN family, it's, it's a pleasure and an honor Thank to you. have you here with us. Thank, Thank you. you for everything that you're doing. Thank you. Uh, I, I said to somebody earlier, it's refreshing to see somebody who'll stand up and, uh, and, and speak their mind and get it out there and make the conversation something about what we, you know. But we've been, come on. Yeah. And this is what I always say, I won by one vote. You did. In 2020, it right? Um, 2019, 2020. And for me, it was an experiment. The only reason why I ran was because it was a mistake. <laughs> I ran because Congresswoman Ayanna Presley went on to be Congress, and I said during an interview that if she could do it, I could be the first Latina on the city council. That ran Little in the newspaper. Did you know? And I had 200 likes on Facebook, <laughs> so I was like, I'm running a campaign. But it was with the goal of activating people. Yeah. Um, and now I, I know my job. I've been in it for three years, and I absolutely love it. But because I can run without fear, I can fight the way that I do. Yeah. Because I am, I am there for a reason, and that's to be the microphone for the people who have elected me. I'm not their voice. I am their microphone, and I'm here to amplify. And so I do that without any fear because I don't have anything to lose. I love my job, but I, I would be fighting whether I had this title or not. And that is what keeps me grounded. Councilor, thank you so much for being thank here you. with us. Like I said, it's an honor and great, great pleasure. Listen, thank Dan, you. thanks an awful lot for being here with us. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's refreshing. It's refreshing when you're sitting with, with somebody uh, in, at the council level, a step away from, from the mayor, and, and being able to talk as freshly and frank and just like most of us. It's, it's great. We really do appreciate it. Listen, you've been watching Now and Then with Glenn. My name is Glenn Williams. Listen, we'll be back again. We have a couple more councilors to go through. But listen, get out there and do something awful for yourself, folks, okay? You'll feel better for it. We'll dig you later. Bye-bye.